It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour as part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know, however, is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is just down from Napoleon Avenue and, of course, across from the fabulous European Wax Center. <laughs> I think it's new. Isn't that great? The European Wax Center is we're not quite sure what they do. They're, they're, gonna, they're getting a lot of free promo from you now. I know. Yeah. I know. All our four listeners have, have heard that now. Twice, yeah, and they're they're silky this smooth a, these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our second week in a row. Mm. So, have you, have Maggie Kerner is here. Maggie, have you ever had anything waxed off you? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Have what you? a great first question. Well, it is sort of a you know the of icebreaker. Of, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why do you say of course? Is that I mean something you like to do? No, it's not something I like to do. I can't imagine anybody would like to do it. Um, I bet there are people. Yeah. Do you think like fetishists? You know. Jo- Jolly's come in all, all forms, you know. Victoria Coy is here as well. Victoria, have you ever had anything waxed off of you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not? No way. It just seems like a lot of torture. Well, I, I'm afraid that I would get started and then not complete mm. the act. Mm. Oh, you mean just get one there. half done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So you'd be have stuck a with the little strips. <laughs> yeah. Just hire somebody to do it. I can't, uh uh-uh. uh. No. Well, you, well, you you gotta, not gonna, gonna, do you do it yourself? No, I got I to my friend Erin. She's an esthetician and she does it for me. Erin, the esthetician? Yeah. Unless esthetician means anesthetician. Th- that way. Uh-huh. There we go. There we go. That's the one. That's the one. That's the only way I do it. You'd have to be knocked out to have someone wax hair off you. Yeah, sure. But you're talking about pubic hair. I mean, they do all sorts of hair, right? Anything. No, I was really anything. What are you talking about? I was talking about more like my mustache. Your face. Yeah, I got a mustache. Do you? How bad would it be if you didn't wax it? Not bad at all. Like it's like mine only or something Andrew's that like. Say. <laughs> no, not as bad as Andrew. What do you mean bad as Andrew? What do you mean? What are you saying? <laughs> You're right. Not as not luscious. As and, not as luscious yeah. and thick <laughs> as Thank Andrew. You. And what about Thanks. Jay Miguez is here as well? Hey Jay, you have a mustache as well. Have you ever had anything waxed off of you? I have not had anything waxed off of me. I. I uh, have a low tolerance for pain, so that's just not How even. What do you? What can you tolerate? How much? Um, you know, when you go to the doctor, <laughs> when they go to the doctor, they have that chart that says right. what kind of pain are you suffering from one to ten. It's got that little smiley face at one, and then ten has got a person like red yeah. with the tears. Red one. Yeah, I always circle the red one, no matter what I do. <laughs> Every time I just, walk in there, I just circle the red just one. Just to I'm be done. safe. Yeah. What was the last time you went to the doctor and had a pain measurement? Uh, probably about six months ago. What did you have wrong? I had uh, some issues with my heart. But, yeah, it was serious. Though. Did you have any heart pain? Like I, I didn't have heart pain. I had chest pain. Chest pain. Yeah, stress. Was grown a, old. Was a woman stuff. woman involved in this? It was not. It wasn't heartbreak. It wasn't heartbreak. So it was just self induced. It, it was totally self induced. What was the cause of it? Stress. Stress. Well, I can see why because you know, I have all this information about everybody here. Yeah. It's it your crack here, research. Yeah, team. our crack yeah. research team here. Which, by the way, our crack research team is currently in Mexico. Huh. If you're wondering where the producer of our show is. Okay. Mexico. Did you know she was going to Mexico? No, nope. didn't. Me know. neither. I got an email. I got CC'd on an email. Did she know she was going said, to Mexico? I don't know. I got CC'd on an email that said, "By the way, I'm in Mexico, so I can't. I don't have any internet." Wasn't even to me. Nope. Just the CC. There's so nice is she in a Mexican trip? jail? She doesn't have any yeah. internet. I don't know. She's on a Mexican radio. Maybe that's. Remember that song? Yes. Who was that? I want a Mexican radio. Yeah. That was. Uh, a little bit of trivia. I don't remember the the band. But Maggie Kerner, you're a professional singer-songwriter. Yeah. 
You wow. spent two years fronting. He just didn't even let you finish you that. You spent fronting. I, I, I don't know who it is. <laughs> you don't know? Either. Oh, but I was going to give you a little piece of trivia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the first music video ever played on MTV. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Buggles. His video killed it the radio. It was the Buggles. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's, ah, you're right. Thanks for checking me but there. But it might have yeah. been the second. Second time. Uh, well, why did I think that was the same song? Mic drop. Video killed the radio. It's almost like their melodies are boring together. and maybe The Buggles song sucks. The Mexican radio song sucks pretty good, isn't it? It is fun. It, you know, I don't know. It's, it's better fun. than the Buggles. Buggles it sounds outlaw-ish. Right. Which, I don't know. Do you know that song, Maggie? You're a singer as I well. I don't know that one, though. You don't know Mexican radio? I don't radio? think I do. Uh, I'm terrible with Ash the names. will find it. Ash has got two pairs of headphones on today. Anyway, so Jay, it says here that you're a business consultant who is an advisor to accelerators, investment funds, angel investors, and promising startups. I do all of that and have done all of that for the last 16 years, but I'm currently the CEO of a music technology company. Oh, it cool. doesn't even say that here. Let's talk. What's that about? Yeah, what is it? So uh, I run a, a company called VL Group. And VL Group. Yep. And yeah. like very loud. And uh. what we do is we have a platform that allows people to stream and download um, you know, music or actually anything. Uh, so, but we're B2B. So you don't know we're in the background, but if you've got an app that's playing music, sometimes it's being powered by us. So you have a sort of software that powers other people's apps. Yep. That's exactly what we do. And we've got about 22 million tracks from all the majors and most of the large independent distributors. Of 22 million tracks of music that you have the rights to. So you're like a Muzak type provider? I guess kind of, yeah. Except Perhaps we shouldn't use the word music. Yeah, that's, uh, right. that's the competitor. It's, it's, right. both, sure. it's both dating us. Uh, right. well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is it called now, then? Um, Rockbot's one of our clients. Rockbot. Yeah, so if you've been at the Bulldog here in New Orleans and no. you get to vote on what the next song is and any of the no Bulldogs, way. that's one of our clients. Okay. All that music comes through our, our technology. So what is VL? Group. That's the people who make the software. So, yes, we do the software platform that allows people to plug into it to provide streaming and downloading. Well, this is pretty cool. Yeah. That's not, not written down here at all in this whole two, three paragraphs go. I have about you. Is that here in New Orleans? Yeah. And yeah, who so started that? Are you one of the... No, I'm not one of the founders. I actually uh, joined the board about two years ago and was asked to step in as the CEO about 18 months ago. Well, congratulations. So yeah. you're a big deal. Uh, no. You know how to make money for people. <laughs> Except that, for artists. <laughs> no. Yeah. A, 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 actually, you know, Little. we pay a lot of money to artists every year. Um, and I think one of the things that we're beginning to see is more independent artists getting smarter about how they can take advantage of technology. Well, this how, would how be a good two-minute conversation right now. How can they take yeah. advantage of, of uh, that technology? I mean, you, you want to get your music out there and heard. Right, and so right, what now? I, mean, I, I saw Maggie's purse earlier. She's carrying around CDs. Mm-hmm. Right, people are putting together mixtapes. Like, that's not easy to pass around. I mean, what if you could just send out a link to somebody and hear all of your tracks? What if you could put an email capture on top of that so that you could grow your fan base and begin to manage it? But do it in a very simple way so you didn't have to be a technology person and a musician you right. can just be a musician with a really easy tool mm-hmm. so I, I get that but uh, well I'll start do you get jest. that Maggie I'll, I'll start in jest by saying that uh, my landlord hasn't been taking exposure for rent at all which is disappointing <laughs> but, 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 ser- but seriously you know Pandora is something that I think has worked for artists while they slept for a long time mm-hmm. using an algorithm that put them in touch with a demograph- with their demographic right. and that's pretty cool um but then, but there's also this thing where uh, this this loophole has changed the business for 
uh, for uh, music makers because it's uh, it's taken away a large bit of this income that used to be about selling the ability to listen to a song, whether that be in a record or a downloadable right. form. Um, now there's a very serious and giant loophole, which is the majority, I imagine, of, of how people listen to music, which is streaming. And the artist doesn't make much money off of that. The good news is, like you said, there's somebody in Oregon who I didn't do much work to get in touch with, but they're a fan, and when I go play Oregon, they're going to come to that show. Right. Unfortunately, there has to be a tipping point where that starts to make sense to provide me the kind of money when I get to Oregon that would have you know, been enough for gas to start there. Right. I mean, um, it, it, it works at a large scale. So yeah. you've got examples. Uh, you know, Coloring Book is going to basically win the Grammy for Best Album, and they didn't sell a single copy. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it's all through streaming. Um, but you make very little money on streaming, especially when it's done in a radio-style way like a Pandora. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now the rates... This is my world, so yeah. if it gets too nerdy, let me know. But right now the rates are a seventeenth of a cent right. paid to the performance rights organization every time your song gets played. Right. That, but that seventeenth that of a cent that doesn't takes, go to the artist so every, either. It's like that a couple other right. companies. Well, you know. it, it goes to the performance rights organizations, mm-hmm. and if you're an artist and you've registered your song, you can get paid. But, but not takes, that seventeenth of a cent. So takes, every, seventeen, a every 17 times that someone has listened to one of Andrew's songs, he'll get a penny. That's Incorrect. Right. Incorrect. Uh, that's Less that's what goes less. to the performance that, right okay. organization. That, but then that's that, what, it, which you can qualify under if you do a Pandora style play, where it is randomly generated. It's not the same order every time, and you don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. You limit the number of times you can skip. All of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When you do it under a Spotify model, it's much different. Mm-hmm. Spotify that, pays way less than that, by the way. No, they they actually pay a little bit more uh-huh. um, because you have control of it, right? You can pick the exact song you want. You can do all of those things, right. but. Again, it's not the artists that are negotiating with Spotify. It's, you know, the labels are negotiating with Spotify, and the labels are negotiating on their behalf. Okay, so what do you do all day? I end up talking to labels and talking to labels' about, lawyers. About, about what? About negotiating deals? To yeah, play. about trying to, trying to help entrepreneurs and others that are out there trying to develop new ways of experiencing music, getting them the access to share this music in a way that makes sense. You know, I, I have a situation right now with a distributor that he wants a $50,000 minimum guarantee in order to get the access. The reason labels... To what? To someone like you, too? Or to someone act, huge? No, to access, to access their, this, their catalog, uh, right? So their catalog, they say, you can, you can use our catalog, but we want at least fifty grand. Sounds great, except the reality is their catalog's not going to get used enough, which means I'm happy to pay artists... But I'm not going to pay fifty grand when I'm only using thirty thirty grand of it for okay, artists, so and then the other twenty sits inside the label company. So where does your money come from? You pay so someone like mm-hmm. who's licensing your technology, yep. and how much are they paying you? We, not we, you, the company. We, you're the we, CEO. We pass the we pass the content costs directly on. So for for us, what, whatever the label agreement is for us, that goes that that is what our clients pay. But for you, what I'm saying is, are you the record company of the current day? Are you the 21st century record company who's making tons of money no. on the back of artists who are getting paid a 17th of a cent? No. So you're not guilty of that? No. We, okay. we I mean, we charge our clients 17 percent, and they so what, turn around. So and pay what are you making? Then how do you get to be well, a we, CEO? We, we, get, we get paid based on the technology that we're providing and the other services that are after. Well, who's making so. money in the music business now? You're not making any money either. No, Spotify is beginning to figure it out and my concern about that is I think they've got too much power right now. I mean they're they're clearly becoming a label. I think labels are freaking out because they've lost their old model. 
So uh, Spotify is actually recording artists, their yeah. own artists. Yeah, last week, I think, or two weeks ago, they, they just released a new category for stuff that's being recorded in their studios by their artists exclusively wow, for their platform. Well, that's what Netflix did. Yeah. That's exactly Netflix right. Netflix and they're, Amazon they're, started they're making... They're following the exact same Right, model. so yeah. it makes a bit of sense. Is that bad for anybody if Netflix... If Netflix if Amazon, if uh, what's it called? Spotify. All you're, Spotify all you're doing. My concern about it is all you're doing is shifting the power from labels to these big aggregator platforms. But it'll be exclusively. If I want to hear the new Andrew Duhon album, I'll have to get Spotify. Right. Yeah. If I think if Spotify makes your record, you're right. You're just switch, uh, shifting that power, right. and then Spotify has to figure out how to make that fifty grand back on point one seven cents per yeah. screen. But that but might be good because they might actually push your record out. Well, that's yeah, that's Put great. It on the front page and, and of that, Spotify. that grand burden is now right. on the company that's right. that's realizing the point one seven. So that, that might be a, an that's, okay way to go. A, it yeah. does turn them into the you know the record company of the the, the new label. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Which well, we, someone's going to do it. Right. Yeah. Someone's going to be. Someone's going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so might as well be Spotify. Now you sing as well, Victoria. I I sing for my mental health. I, I'd say. How's your <laughs> How's your mental health? It's spotty. Yeah, Spotty. sure. About, it's about as good as my music, which, you know. So you're a country singer. This is, by the way, I am. I yeah, it's tell got you. four chords, so that's what I do. Four, there's four chords in country music. Four. I thought there was only three in rock five. and roll. Really? Three, yeah, so three country if you're doing is right. one chord more complex than rock and roll. That's right. I play both kinds of music, country and western. Okay. How'd you get into that? This is, by the way, this is a bio that I got from Graham before she decided to go to Mexico. Cool. This is your bio. I don't know if you wrote this or she wrote this. This is the best bio I've ever read. Of any person in the whole, how many years are we doing this? Five years, this show. Why I've is that? It's got. I, I could do a whole show just asking you one word at a time about this bio. I mean, all right. Pick anything off this, you guys. First of all, it says you're a non-profit consultant and organizer. Yes. Which sounds pretty worthy stuff, like stuff. Yes. And then you read. And then it says the first thing is feel free to edit or elaborate as needed. Make me a horse trainer. Oh, that's nice. I want to be a so, horse trainer, and I so don't have time to do it. So why don't we start there? So Shall we start there? Yeah. If you just tell everybody trainer. that I'm a horse trainer, then mm-hmm. they'll okay, believe so it. Okay, so Victoria Coy is a horse trainer from cool. the North Fantastic. Shore. Do you live on the North Shore? <laughs> you have horses? Uh, yeah, definitely. No, I, I'm from Abita. Uh, my folks are still up there. Abita is a great little town, actually. Folks don't know. Uh, but I came down here for high school, and I've been here ever since. Oh, that's got nothing More to do less. with it. Wait till you hear the rest of it. Would you like me to pick just any sentence? Go for it. Shall I just start? Got a lot the t- of I, start there. I started underlining, and then I thought I'm just wasting my time because the whole thing. <laughs> I should read the whole thing, but that's too long. Um, it says, "Shall we start at the beginning? At when you were five years old?" Yeah, I staged or my first sta- protest at five. I staged <laughs> my first political protest at age five. It's gone that way ever since. In high school, I started the state's first gay-straight alliance. Which one are you, gay or straight? Depends on the day. Okay. Uh, I got kicked out for it and had to get National GLSEN Network. What is that, gay? Glisten. They, they were Glisten. kind of the old school 90s organizers that came around after the Matthew Shepard incident. It's Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. And I don't know where they are these days. I still kind of work in that field. And I haven't seen a Glisten organizer in Glisten, what a great years. name. So Matthew name? Shepard, was he one of the people who was dragged behind a truck or something horrific? He was tied to a fence. Tied to a fence. That's the one. In 97, I think. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So uh, so what was your political protest at the age of five? Well, you refused age to do five. it. It's mostly me being a, a spoiled brat. Uh, I knew that the Gulf War had just started because my parents had it on all the time. And uh, I, it was the day of the stuff blowing up. And I knew shock that. Shock and awe. Yeah, yeah, right. Was Whatever. shock and awe war? No, shock and awe was Iraq. But it was the equivalent What's the of that. What's the Gulf War? What did we do in that one? I that, think we blew up we a bunch that? of oil uh, pipelines. 
If I yeah, that was the that was the first bush. I was five. You tell me. What the hell were we Desert doing? I, I can't remember. Jay, you know anything about? We lit all the oil fields. On we fire. lit the oil fields. Yeah, so they what couldn't was, use it. To what was the object? Well, because money. somebody in, they were using it for revenue to fund their side. So we, who who are we talking about? Ira- Kurdish. Iraq. To be fair, I don't totally remember. Wasn't it Iraq that invaded Kuwait? Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. right. That's why we did Maggie. Yep. Kuwaitis is right. Do you know anything about this, Maggie? No. I wasn't born yet. You weren't born when I you were. So. What year were you born? In? Eighty-six, so maybe 86? I was. Yeah, you were five. Uh, I, I was five. Eighty-six as well. So. Well, maybe I should have been having a protest with you. But oh, so they put on cartoons after school, and I was apparently could not be bothered with that. And I was, <laughs> and I got <laughs> myself and two of my little five-year-old friends to stand up and turn our backs and sit down with our arms folded, which must have been absolutely bizarre in kindergarten. In kindergarten, yeah, because you wanted to see the war. I wanted to see the war instead of instead of Scooby-Doo. the cartoons. Right, yeah, yeah. Where, like and this that. was in Avita Springs. This was in Avita. Where were you, Maggie, yeah. when you were five? Shreveport, Louisiana. Ah, not so different. Not so different. Yeah, nice. What were you doing during the Gulf War? When I was five? When you were five, yeah. <laughs> so kindergarten, learning my ABCs. Hmm. Well, we, where were you, Andrew, during the I don't even remember what the Gulf War was. Which one was? That's so confusing now. We've been at war. Do you know that we've Isn't been that at war for 16 storm? years? It was a desert storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was desert yeah, storm. Yeah, I remember, I remember uh, being in kindergarten. I remember uh, the priest or the chaplain at our school uh, was walking around in his uh, army fatigues because he was, uh, he was volunteering as an army chaplain, so I remember distinctly what the desert storm that uh, might have camouflage been because you, was. Might have been yeah. 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 It, was, it was tan with these tan. little squares of white. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was what desert camo was. Yeah, Compared I guess Compared so. to the Shreveport camo. I must have been Dutch. super sheltered. I don't remember any war. <laughs> well, your chaplain just wasn't uh, in the army as all. Well. Well, I don't that's remember anything from I remember. five either. I mean, it's pretty unusual to remember stuff at five years old. Oh, my it? parents have not let me live it down. I it's, bet. It became something of a story, yeah. <laughs> I bet. But yeah. some other great sentences in here. Okay, so how am I doing for time? Okay, it's time. To, we have to get on to oh, playing yeah. a song. Otherwise, things start to go bad mm-hmm. around here yeah. <laughs> for me. They always Okay, so Meg, I have to talk to you for a couple of minutes as a way of introducing the fact that you're going to make me play a song okay. at 15 minutes past the hour, mm-hmm. which we've already skipped. And then I'm going to come back and talk about pygmies, okay? Absolutely. All right. Just remember that. This is perhaps one of the best sentences we've ever had on the show. Okay. It's got pygmies in it. Okay, just... So Maggie... Is it a very accomplished singer-songwriter? You guys, I'm sure you all know who she is. She spent the, probably you know her from being the front person for Galactic. That's probably how most people know you. Would it be? Maybe. What, what, in what, New what? Orleans. Well, yeah, we're in New Orleans. Yeah. Sure, yes. Where do most people know you around the country, then? Outside New Orleans. I don't know. Yeah, maybe half Galactic, half people. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, when you go play a show, you're fronting your own band now. Yeah. Yes. So what's that called? What's your own band called? My name. Just Maggie Kerner. Mm-hmm. K-O-E-R-N-E-R. Mm-hmm. And where can people steal your music? <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. Well, iTunes, you can't steal it, though. Are they buying? Yeah, you're right. You're Are they right. buying any stuff? Do you get paid anything from these? Mm-hmm. But you do, it's very few. The checks are not large, and they're few and far between. So. Yeah. And it's mostly, yeah, they, the only way to make money, substantial money these days, is licensing. To sync licensing. Sync licensing to get your song into a commercial or a movie or soundtrack. Or how, who does that? How do you get that? Publishing. Publishing. A lot, a lot of publishing uh, or labels have sync departments. Uh, yeah, they're so like dedicated to. You know more probably. Trying to figure out if yeah. Maggie's song is the right one to put behind the next 
car commercial. I, I don't know about car commercial, but <laughs> I'll take it. What, what would you think that your stuff would be suitable for sound? My music is very cinematic. I always ah, see it like in some movies. like scene in a movie, or it's like How I get to play with such talented guys, the guys that I play with, and they create these just gorgeous sounds behind me and takes you on a journey. It's beautiful. How would you get your song into a movie? What's the process for that? Do you have an agent or Jay? Yeah. looking at Jay? <laughs> There's a music supervisor that the yeah, the most of it. So I believe Is it bribery? my label would try to get my song to this music supervisor's hands. You know, it's all political, right? It's yeah. like, hey, Sally. Relationships. My girl yes. Sally. Like, hey, girl. What is this song? I think she'd be great in that new Shades of Grey or not. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That didn't happen. I just made that up. But it would have yeah. been good. That would have been great. Have you had songs in a movie? Uh, the Galactic songs, yes. Okay. What I, I co-wrote a song with Galactic called Hey Na Na. And then a song called Dala Diva. Dala okay. Diva. And the, those two songs were licensed. And uh, right. trailers or movies, stuff like that. Okay. Now, before we go anywhere, on, on your, the palm of your hand, yeah. actually on your finger, mm-hmm. what is that, your fourth finger? The fourth finger. You have the number four <laughs> tattooed. Is yeah. That's not pen. Is it? That's a tattoo. No, that is a tattoo. How did that tattoo get there, first of all? Who did it? Um, a man in the Basque country. In the Basque country. In, in Spain. Spain. Um, I, I think we were in Vitoria. I was with uh, an ex-boyfriend, but we were on a romantic trip together. And I always wanted the number four on my body somewhere. And this finger just kind of, it's a special thing between my father and I. And like this finger, and I was with him, and we were on this beautiful vacation. And I just wanted to get it on this finger because it represents love to me, the number the, four. The number four represents love. Yeah, um, it was the first weird thing that my dad and I realized that we had in common. Like, Dad, I'm obsessed. I love the number four. You know, he's like, me too. And it wasn't something he taught me. Right. It's just this funny, cute where did you memory get, I have. Where did you get it from? I don't know. I just, you know how you have a favorite color, you have a favorite whatever. I just, you just like the number very four. obsessed with the number four. And would see things happening in fours. Or, like, I would see the number four at, at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Or I would be on the aisle and something would happen. Or I would see the four and wherever I was. I don't know. Like, have you ever read The Alchemist? You guys read that? Yeah. Yeah, the... the Jay's <laughs> on it. Yo, that's... It's I, a great book, and they tell you to look for the signs, look for the omens. You gotta do that. You gotta find, you know, find... Everybody has their own thing. Do you have a number, Andrew? Hmm. Damn. Does it recur? You have a recurring number? Pick one. Just pick number? one. Uh, four. Oh. <laughs> can I not... No. You can have four. Yeah, there's a lot of fours out there. No, I can't have four. Four's four. taken. No. Do you think it's weird that Maggie's four, four is written in three lines? You mean or three strokes? Three strokes. Or is it two lines if you just take a U-turn on one of the lines? What? Or rather a 90 degree. It could just kind of be a swoosh. Yeah. How do you do... Do you do it in... You do it in two, though. You do an L shape and then you put a cross That's on how the I make a four. bottom of the... Isn't it? But you make the triangle on the top? Or no, the open? I, I, you I do, do the You do the open. triangle one, too, but that's still... You have to take, pick up your pen and do two strokes, right? But it's three lines, is what you're saying. Hmm, I never thought about that. This Have was you... a big debate when I was drawing the, the tattoo to get just sketched on me. I was just me. wondering that. It was a big debate. Yeah. I was like, yours no, is you... the open uh, top four. But, I, I, but again, I like squares more than triangles because it has four sides on a square and a triangle has three sides. So I didn't want right. the triangle three sides on my finger. Same this is four. just OCD, forms of OCD that I've learned to, to deal with in a healthy manner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have others? 
Oh, we don't need to go into that. We don't have to. <laughs> what are they? Do you like line stuff up, or do you no, have to no, knock no, no. three times before mm-hmm. you go into a room or no, anything I don't crazy? Have. It's nothing. Nothing serious. It's nothing serious. I've learned like my little things are good actually, like the the regimented cleaning or the little rituals I have in the morning, like being. Like making my coffee a certain it's just it's good for me. It's I think not, everybody has those. Though, don't yeah, they? I, don't I think, think every it's a spectrum. Like any most things, there's a spectrum with OCD. Right. Yeah. We're also going to talk about ammunition in a minute, but mm-hmm. let's not go there right now. So you have ammunition around your neck? Is that ammo? No, it's what is that? It's a Saint Claude jewelry necklace. Um, oh, okay. It's a sea urchin spine. Sea oh. urchin spine. Cast in gold. I sat on a sea urchin in Mexico once. Not as you good. sat on one. Better around your neck yeah. than elsewhere on your body. I you sat that. on a sea urchin. That's not a sentence I've ever written down. Yeah, it was no good at all. <laughs> Bad news bears for days. <laughs> <laughs> do the little sticky things get in your ass? Yeah, they do, and they don't like come out for ass. like a minute. They're they supposed they to put tape on it and right? rip it out, and I didn't know that. You're so. supposed to put tape. You could have gone through goddamn European wax. <laughs> mm-hmm. God. Finally, we know. It was atrocious. Maggie, what are you going to yeah. play? Um, I'm gonna play a new song off my my e- my new EP called Birds. Uh, the song's called Birds, right? Yes. The the album is called Dig Down Deep. Yes. Which is available on all these various mm-hmm. places. I'm worried you won't be able to hear my guitar. Uh, we're good. Yeah, we can swing this around. Okay. Let's try it. in 
amazing that you can be sitting here and talking to someone and having a normal conversation and they can pick up a guitar and do that yeah. Jesus you're amazing Thanks. that's beautiful let's just do that for the remaining 30 yeah. minutes okay. that'll yeah. be fine just keep playing I seed my time wow <laughs> wow 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 so you're the filibuster nice. of folk yeah <laughs> so before we were talking about before we came that's on here we were talking about what to play and who's going to play what and you were saying that I can't really play the guitar but I thought you were just being I really being, can't being play the modest, guitar. Like you really can't. I can't at all. Like I'm <laughs> you horrible. You just have one thumb. I just like playing I'm from the top. I'm so bad that I'm like it's embarrassing, and everybody's like, "Why do you play in public?" And I'm like, "Sometimes you got to play a podcast, and it's for it's, free, and you yeah. can't hire a musician." And if I'd known Andrew was going to be here, I would have been like, "Hey, it's, man, hey." So, yeah. But you know, um, who I saw playing like that? Who's the guy? Who was the guy who played f- at Woodstock? Whose name I can't with remember. With the thumb? Yeah, with the thumb. Did, didn't Hendrix Bush, do a lot of Bush, thumb? Bush. Uh, What's his name? No, Jimmy. It wasn't, oh, Jim, it wasn't um, Jimmy Hendrix. No, it was. Uh, it was some incredible. He, he played Here Comes Fest. the Sun. He yeah. came to Jazz Fest. Bush. Uh, uh, he, he played Here Comes the Sun at, at, at Woodstock. What was his name? Oh, that's so bad that we can't think of his oh, name. Yeah. Well, this is obviously the happy hour show. Richie Haven. We're Richie all at the Havens. bottom yeah, of Richie one Yes, it wasn't Richie Haven. Yeah. I was thinking of somebody else. Who else? You were thinking of Bushy One String. Yeah, that's what oh, I was thinking. Oh, that guy is great. Because yeah. I think Bushy... He's from Jamaica. Yeah, he came, He opened up for Galactic for okay, a few yes. shows that I was on. Oh, it was is, really fun. Yeah. He's you know, fantastic. It was fun. He's Jamaican weed, yeah. I have my claim to fame with him as I reduced him to tears. Oh, that's nice. I asked him a question about his father and he started crying. Oh. Isn't that terrible? Did you feel good about that, or did you feel... Yeah, I did. I felt great. I thought, well, I really got through this. Uh, As a journalist, yeah, yeah, sure. Or were you just hanging out at a... No, no, it was at Jazz Fest. It was an interview at Jazz Fest, and he was playing, and, um, you know, there's an interview stage. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. What was that? How how did he break into... Because everybody was was over the moon about him, that that Jazz Fest, I remember. Who who kind of found him and brought him into the the scene? I guess Quint or somebody went over to Jamaica and saw him and brought him back. And yeah, yeah, he was the Jazz Fest head. Yeah, he did a tiny desk concert. I saw that. Yeah, (laughs) he's great. And he just plays that guitar with one string Yeah, he's really nice. I told him, I was like, hey, man, I kind of play the guitar like you. He gave me a couple of tips, but, you know, I mean... He's much but, better than I am. <laughs> well, I don't know if he is because you've got six strings. Uh, You're six times better. You played better, all six just now, too. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. That, I thought it actually it sounded great. Do you, how yeah, do you write, though? That sounded beautiful. Uh, I write. That's, you know, that's why I play the way that I do. I know that I'm a vocalist. and I know that I'm a writer. And I think that there's so many other amazing dudes that I get to play with that have studied guitar their whole life. So I never really tried to become better at guitar i just play enough on guitar and piano or bass to write songs right. and then bring them to people and be like okay this is this idea that i have this is the song that i have about, you know help me make it better <laughs> right i guess you can do that if you have in such an incredible song a lot of guys wouldn't want to help you do that unless it was awesome 
Really? Oh, wouldn't you think? I mean, who wants to sure. work on Are someone else's song that isn't all that good? Because I've seen some awful bands. <laughs> if you help, no. I mean, if you help me write a song, you just get songwriting credit. Half, oh, yeah. half and half. So you, so. Sh- so you share the credit on all your songs, even though you... If you helped me write it, you, sh- you But haven't you written it? You just bring it to someone and saying, I need you to help I mean, me figure out what chords go on this thing? If it's a co-writing session, I will bring a song oh, okay. that I have figured out. That's how it works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's a song that I'm writing by myself, um, I mean, that's a whole other... Discussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, from what I understand, it the Nashville co-writing thing can be so rigid. No, I won't. Uh, I have horrible stories about that. Yeah, you know, right. there are going to be three people in the room, and only two really uh, right. add to the thing. Yeah. But but the but the other one just added to the vibe, so they get their thirty three percent. You know, it's, it's I that. learned my lesson on that real quick. Yeah. Well, that's a whole political. Thing. You but do never share your music with somebody or a song with somebody that mm. I got tricked. I won't go into it, but it's just like. Yeah, you got to be careful with people. Well, you went to Nashville to write with I didn't go to Nashville. It was just a Nashville writer who happened to be in New Orleans. You know what's nice Mm. is is when you deal on a local level, like the NOLA thing, I'm not going to say the difference between New Orleans and Nashville. It's probably just the difference between my closer... No, uh, I totally agree with what you're about to say. You know, that you can play a song that you're working on with someone, and they can play one for you, and you can be mutually helpful to each other and say, that's your tune, but let me give you some tips. Yeah. Right, that's, and that's just not... That's called yeah. being a friend. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's called being artistic colleagues who believe in each right. other. Having and, some you know, damn integrity, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, but, but you can see where, you know, you can see where Nashville needs to keep it simplistic because it gets hairy if you try to, you know... Dun- uh, uh, chop it up into well i i had four lines in this verse and you only had three you know it can get a little weird but, but you know nashville works on greater than and less than though if you're working with you're someone who's a big shot writer working with someone who's not well, a that's big the shot, thing it's so, all so it is about getting in the door though it is hard you're right political to get the writing session but once you're in the writing session it's 50 50 which oh, really? is why the big wig will if they sign on the you know the young sprite to come in and spend an hour trying to write They'll tell the young sprite, "Give me your best song. What's your best tune yeah, you got?" Yeah, that's, right. that's what happened to me. That's what happened to you. That's what happened to me. And you know, and then they'll try to throw a couple of lines in there and take fifty percent. Wow. What happened to me was that my guy added not a single thing, not a yeah. lyric, not a change, not it, a nothing. But he'll put his name on it and it get it covered by Kenny he, Chesney. That's the thing, right? He suggested I maybe. He was like, maybe it's, you just take a break there and don't sing for a little bit. Mm. And he wanted 50% of my song. Yeah, but he wrote no lyric. He wrote no melody. Yeah, but so what it, you get for that, though, is it goes to his agent. No, and well, then his agent gets it to Kenny maybe, Chesney, whereas no, you couldn't n- get it maybe. to Kenny. Isn't that no, not no. no, I didn't. Honestly, I killed the song. I didn't even want to deal with it. Like, right. I didn't want to even let it get to the levels where I was hiring lawyers. Like, right. I killed the song. I, I made it go nowhere because yeah, but, it was yeah, so infuriating you, to me that Nashville, somebody stole Nashville from me. Nashville grew up differently on the music side, right? They grew up with a really clear split between songwriters and musicians. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you, yes, and you, I am from Louisiana. Exactly, mm-hmm. like down here. Okay, you play and you show write your songs, best friend right? your song yeah. at the bar, and you're like, "What do you think?" And yeah. you never it's think twice that somebody's going to steal it. Yeah, it's different. But yeah, the, but if you want to work in Nashville, you got to sell out. I don't really. You got to sell out. You got to sell out and be. I don't like really want to go. I never did. I never probably I will. Sure. I won't go as no. far to say that I hate Nashville. I just have never fully appreciated it. And I preferred the soul of New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. When I was choosing to move from Shreveport, I was like, yeah. I prefer soul That's right. over business over money. and money. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, if you don't want to make a whole lot of money out of songwriting, then there's no point in going to Nashville because that's all they do, and all those songs sound pretty. Pretty similar. similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not you know, like you're it's, contributing much to the, It's not that stark. You know, there's like Nashville's a big place with burbs and, and shades of gray. So, so certainly, if, if you want to, 
if you want to write that kind of song that you hope gets on the kind of pop country radio that exists today, then you can go down that street. Uh, but there are plenty other streets in Nashville, you know. I haven't discovered them yet. I would love for you to show I, I me. Don't those. Know, let's go. I got some <laughs> bars we can hang out at. The I would love let's to see go. them. Yeah. Will you please show me? Please, yeah, yeah. yeah let's do Cause it. Because I think I feel like that's also a part of it. Like I've always had just really negative experiences mm-hmm. in Nashville. Yeah, and yeah. people could say that about New Orleans. There are there are bars True. and places we could go where we could just we could say exactly what we just said, yeah. and they would nod their head and say, "Yeah, come on, let me show you what the deal is." Okay. You know, yeah. Is there an alternative country? Industry where there's people recording those mm-hmm. songs, absolutely, there is. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, re- what do you mean recording like those songs? Recording, cool the songs oh, where the people absolutely. hang out in the bars that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there absolutely. Is. Yeah. Okay. Well, talking of country music, among other things, Victoria Coy also sings country music. This is funny that we've talked about it twice because it's the it's ten percent of my <laughs> <laughs> the things that I do. I just want you um, to quote Blues Brothers again. Did I? Did I do it? Both kinds of music. Oh, right. both How kinds of music, country and, and western. western. Yeah, I grew up playing with my dad. My my both sides of my family are out of Appalachia, so uh, my grandmother taught him his first song, and he taught the same one to me. And so it's always been a family thing. Um, what number does your dad like? Uh, that particular song was. Oh, I mean, no, uh, I mean numerical. Not, go with it. That was okay. a really nice was a good, uh, misinterpretation. Good what number okay. does he like? Like, look. Yeah. Oh right. No. Yeah. That song was. Um, Shit, I'm blanking on it right now. Carter family. I'm gonna remember it as soon as I walk out of this bar. I'll, I'll text you. As soon as you walk out, you can send. An, yeah, that's how my when I try to remember yes. something. That's how it goes. What instrument? Wake up play? at midnight. Um, guitar. Yeah. Although, oh, maybe even it was worse. Richie Haven. <laughs> you say that you play badly, and I thought that it was not at all. But uh, I, I can play better than that. You, pl- you I, play I worse sing. than that. I prefer to sing. You play worse than. Oh yeah, Maggie Maggie's, plays? Maggie's okay. actually a really this great player. <laughs> Maggie's a great player. Look at these fingernails, guys! Like, yeah. you, you can tell so that long. I don't. Can we compare nubs? Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a guitar player. Mm-hmm. This is not a guitar mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is this is vanity. Uh, yeah, but you yeah, do but sing I, I, I like play. to sing. I've got a great guitar player now in town, uh, Matt Slusher from the South Austin Jug Band. He just moved here, and luckily I snatched him up first. So we have kind of a new project that's some bluegrass, some R&B, some what's blues. It, what's it called? Again, just my name, like Maggie's doing. Yeah. So. Hey. Isn't that kind of a weird question that you get all the time? You're, yeah. And I, don't what's know, so I never weird know how to answer. That? And they're like, so what's the name of your band? Like, everybody assumes well, that I have a band name. What would be weird about that question? It's not weird. It's just a weird answering it. Oh, you need Wait, to, what's you the need name of your band, Maggie <laughs> Kerner? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying my name to you. It's just so weird. It's weird for me, not for you. Just Weird for you. It's just a weird thing that we so have to... So you need to, to come up with a with an answer. It doesn't sound that weird to me to say that, Maggie Kerner, saying it's your name. I don't know. It's Maggie like, Kerner band. It feels weird. I know what Maggie's talking about. It feels weird from your side. Like, you're saying, like, oh, it's the... Uh, Maggie Kerner. It's yeah, basically it's like, Alan uh. Toussaint, pretty much. I'm right up there with Alan Toussaint. But, uh, yeah. Was, I'm not. But I see <laughs> what you're saying is you want to acknowledge the fact that you have a band. It's not all on yeah. you. Yeah, but... But actually, it is all on you. Because well, no one's going to hear the band. They're going to hear Maggie Kerner. Yeah, but I wouldn't sound good without my band. So right, but, you know, what are you going to do? Then you, have to call it, then you have to call it the, you know... Well, this is the part where we're not doing what Nashville does. When you go, you expect and you trust that the person singing, the person whose name it is, wrote the songs that you're hearing. Right. Mm. That's what happens in New Orleans. It's not, you know, Nashville's taking on that, too. You know, people whose names are on the, the marquee haven't written the songs in Nashville. Right. Uh, and this is why I need to change the name of my band because it's all cover stuff and old turn of the century stuff and not um, original. So I, sh- I should 
change it. I'm open to suggestions. I'll be taking an email poll. See, that's something. Okay. Listeners are welcome to send me ideas. I think it's a real advantage to have a band name to you know suggest what it is that people are going Absolutely. to see here. Yeah. You know, if it's yeah, just totally. your name on a marquee and nobody knows it, mm-hmm. if it's your name, then you could be any. That could be anything. Yeah. You know, what is that? But if you can have a band name, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you play? I got you some pl- good ideas. You, you know, you the plan? denominators. I like that one. What do you think about the denominators? <laughs> That's, That's a good one. Sounds like right now you know. and see what he thinks. I'll yeah. Yeah. The denominators. It's very hard I to mean, write that down. <laughs> I don't know numerators, how to spell that. Numerators would be better because they're on top. I actually like the, oh. the denominators for that reason yeah. because they're on bottom. Because it sounds like denominators. I feel like we just relieved a lot. But it makes you think of lowest common denominator. Yeah, the common denominators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you lose the con- just denominate. You'll this is almost it, you know? a conversation from Spinal Tap. Oh yeah, yeah. this is a totally different. We had to change our name from totally the common denominator. Right I have a boy. Uh, you know, so <laughs> what do you? You're just called your name, aren't you? Just going yeah. out under yeah. Andrew Dumont. Yeah. And you know what really gets tough is when you decide to make merch like T-shirts, right? And then it's just your name. You know, right. and your face and you can't wear it. What are you going to do? You can't, can't wear, wear it. Can't wear it I have sure. one shirt of mine that I wear because it says Caillute on the front, but I won't wear it. If my hair is in a ponytail, because you can see my name on the oh. neck. Oh boy! And I just think it's so trashy. I just always think of Paris Hilton wearing the Paris Hilton shirt. <laughs> nice. Her face on her. So you you have a, like a sort of um, a retiring personality, like sort of shy. No, uh, you know, you're not a self promoter. I've known Andrew since I was 18. I don't think I'm shy. I think I've gotten more reserved as I've gotten older. You're not into self promotion. You don't want to. Can I bring a sociological oh, lens to this? Yes. This yeah. is totally a gendered difference. So women are socialized to be very uncomfortable with self-promotion. And you see this from the boardroom all the way down. Yeah. And I think this is what Maggie's talking about. Yeah. If I might. No, please. I don't want to put words in your mouth. My father tells me all the time. He's like, you do not promote yourself enough. And I just like find it so yeah. crass. It's uncomfortable. Like, in your face as a woman being like, look at me, look at yeah, so I work in politics, and this is something I run into all the time, too. As soon as I start going, look at these awesome things I'm doing, well, then you're the bitch, right? Mm-hmm. And, you can, and then you're, not, you're taken less seriously again. I don't know. I just, I'm always like, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I, totally I think do. it's a very gender me, thing that we see everywhere. I always, like, figured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the subjectivity of art makes it difficult for anyone who is, like, genuinely knee-deep in their own creation to pop out and just be utterly confident in the creation itself. Absolutely. They can be confident right. in their quest. I'm confident know? on yeah. stage. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I believe that Maggie is confident in her quest. Right. But, I mean, but she's just you, saying in this but you yeah. restaurant but you don't for want everybody. To you don't want to be yeah. your own I don't promoter. want to brag. I don't know. And Go I get, for it, girl. You don't want to I do know, your own My dad <laughs> tells me all the time. This no, is the, I agree when I train you. You women leaders. Because you like, told her you don't do be a diva, don't be a bitch, don't That's be a diva. It. And like, I've been called diva in the meanest ways before. It's gendered. It's yeah. absolutely gendered. Everyone mm-hmm. needs a little Kanye. Come yeah, on. Everybody <laughs> does. Just, That's just more a, psychological. Just a, just a little sprinkling, not the full lot. Yeah. But, but just a little, little. sprinkling. To, to be fair, I mean, there are plenty of male musicians you can think of who are super famous who wouldn't have anything to do with uncomfortable talking to you. I've interviewed tons of them. They don't mm-hmm. want to talk to you at all. Yeah, they want to get absolutely. up on stage, play the guitar, sing, and then get out right. of it and don't want to promote themselves. They don't want to go yeah, to the interview. Yeah, that's the goal. They don't want to have their photo taken. They don't want to fuck with it at all. Right. That's so the goal. The Tom right. Petty goal. is right. The Tom <laughs> Petty goal. Let your art speak for itself. Exactly. And then right. you don't have to say anything. Right. That's right. not just a female thing in rock and roll anyway. I can tell you that for a fact. There's uh, tons yeah, of guys I, who don't want to talk. She just made a point to like the subject of what we were talking about, which I liked. Um, right. The But the Tom Petty is that like, I witnessed it myself at Hangout Music Fest. He arrives by a like, S, like 
Tahoe or Escalator Suburban five minutes before he goes on. St- it's supposed to go on stage. Not even. Maybe like a minute. All right. Walks from the car. Somebody puts a guitar on him to the stage. Starts the show. When he's done, he gets off the stage and goes into that car immediately. And he is on a yep. plane within it's 20 actually, minutes. It's actually his mom p- dropping him off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. <laughs> Packed him a little so lunch nice. in the back. Right, and just, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I love to meet my fans and stuff. But it's not fuck. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's not fucking cool and for me. Like, I don't like to sit here and talk about myself and promote, promote. You know, it's like. But we invited you on the show. I know, to I talk totally understand you. that, but you asked so me that I'm shy. It's, it's more that I'm like just trying to like Well that's well, that's the challenge yeah. for musicians these days right. because Absolutely. everything's getting pushed down to you guys. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not right. a label talking about you anymore or any other yeah. anybody else. Right. It's you have to talk for yourself. Yeah. Right. right. You're running the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. You're you're I you're out well there said. doing direct a fan a, and so there's this right, they're, they're ex- expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, I think, I, I, listen, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. That's, that, uh, I mean, I, I wear that badge proudly. Mm. But, and a lot of artists that I know are the exact same way, which is, I love doing what I'm doing, but when I'm not doing it. I'm in my house by please, myself. yeah. That's let, me, that's It's me. just me and my dog. Yeah, and I, that's, that's the only person I want to talk to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't do that and make a living in your business <laughs> anymore. But as, a, as a technologist, though, couldn't you come? Isn't there something that you could come up with that would do this? I mean, there's Twitter. I mean, Twitter. And, there's yeah. obviously Twitter I mean, and I'm Facebook. I'm going to start putting up more Facebook Live videos and stuff like right. that from my house by myself. I can't figure it out in a way that is cool for me. <laughs> but no, yeah. But that's going to be uncomfortable, too. Probably. No, it's not because it's just going to be me and no, myself recording myself. No, that's yeah. like my most favorite way. Just me and myself doing my well, thing. Well, that probably works great, I would think. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, that's the kind of thing people it's want It's like you have, Facebook. like, all these people looking at you, and you're on yeah. the right. It's a little weird, you know? I'm making a mental note to Facebook follow you okay. right yeah. now. Cool. <laughs> I want to see all those live videos. But I look at your stuff on SoundCloud. You have thousands, I mean, hundreds of th- tens of thousands of people listening to your work on SoundCloud. That's so people amazing. are finding you somehow. Finally, yeah. It's well, amazing. How, how, yeah, it's exciting. And you look. I, I mean, hope that it just keeps growing and growing and growing. But how do they find you? I think through right now, I just released an EP, and my label is European, recouped uh, through Ninja Tune. European Wax. Um, huh? <laughs> is that the name of your label, European Wax? No. Center. What are you pointing at? The waxing right, studio the across the oh, street. Sorry. Yeah, I don't have your room. Contextually, I'm facing it. But I'm not facing it. Wax no. used to be a name for records, yes. and that would be a good right. name for your Vinyl. record company, <laughs> European Wax. Yeah. Maybe Some you could do it like a tie in. Like this place has got to be paying us, right? Really? I know. We've got to get these people on the show, is the thing. I guess I'd so, like yeah. to know what the difference between European waxes and American waxing. You can mm-hmm. charge more. Oh, yeah. Other side of the street. Yeah. Maybe they drive on the other side. Yeah. I wondered if a Brazilian blowout was just the opposite of a Brazilian wax. True story. I think yes. Yeah? Mm hmm. Huh. What's a Brazilian blowout? No, nope, nope, no, no. Let's no. not. Let's not do this, Grant. <laughs> a Brazilian blowout is when they straighten your help. hair with this like weird chemical, and then they, yeah, it's like a like the, the opposite of a perm, actually, not the opposite of a wax. I so. know my spas. I know my. Okay. I know my I get I get my yeah I get my mustache wax. So if you wax off your mustache, doesn't it keep growing back and get worse? Or no, does it, get, it thins it's, out. Gets better. It gets better. Okay. Hmm. 
Every man, I'm single know. right now. I just want y'all to know that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, um, we, are we going to do a country and song And mustache-free, for those of you listening. Mustache. Smooth as a whistle. Should we do a country song? Because I haven't got onto the pygmy situation yet. Well, as long as you're comfortable like, doing this on the fly, we can give it a shot if you think... We uh, can do a verse and a chorus, and then you can do a song, Andrew. How about that? Well, it's all... What do you think? Uh, yeah. Okay, and then somebody can play the guitar behind my uh, commercials, reading these commercials as well. How about that for an idea? So not, not me. I'm not going to make... No, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. Andrew can do it. And then I we'll, didn't bring my kazoo, so you, I'm Are out. you a good kazoo player? I'm pretty good, yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. At least my dog thinks so. What kind of dog have you got? I've got a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, that's nice. That adopted me. Oh, how'd you find him? Well, how'd he find you? She was running up and down uh, St. Charles Street oh, with no gosh. collar. And I got her across the street, and she trotted off. And I was like, all right, go find your home. And about 45 minutes later, she put her cold nose against me while I was wow. sitting on the porch of a bar. And I was like, you're back. That's this, your dog. This means something, oh, yes. Wow. Exactly. Pay What's attention to the now? signs. Exactly. Charlie. Charlie from St. Charles Avenue. From St. Charles Okay. And, and the commercial for the perfume, if you recall. For the what? The perfume? St. Charles perfume. No, no, no. Charlie. 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 It's the kind of fragrance kind of that's here today. Charlie. Yeah. yeah. You just showed your age. No, I did. That's right. <laughs> I, was, I only know that because of a, like, I, was, I love the 80s throwback I was, show. I was, I was not five when the Gulf War broke out. <laughs> what, what was the Charlie thing? It's the kind of fragrance it's, that's yeah, here today. Yeah, it was stay. a Charlie girl. I remember I was on Oprah. She talked about Wasn't it. Wasn't it... Uh, wasn't Char- wasn't that that famous actress now? Brooke so, Shields, Bro- someone like uh, that. It was no. Somebody. No, it was the um, other one. The one was in Fifty Candace. First Dates. Fifty. Drew Barrymore. No. Drew Barrymore. No, was she Charlie Girl? No, no, she no that, wasn't. that was Charlie's Angels. I that was Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah. God, oh. Right. Oh, something close to it. Good. Hey, so listen. Anyway, should we do these commercials and then we'll do a song and then I'm going to have to talk to you about pygmies. Victoria. Yeah, let's do pygmies. Okay, first we'll do a little bit of music, I'm then we'll come back. To yeah, the pygmies is—I've never, I've never had a bio with the word pygmy in it, so no. I'm fascinated about what we're doing. You got okay. pygmy and Fiji. This is going to take only one mi- one minute to do these commercials, and then we're coming back and doing a country music song from Victoria Coy and Andrew Duhon duo, <laughs> and then we're discussing pygmies, and then probably we're going to have to move out of here at some point. Yeah, I gotta get okay, out. you ready to go? Here we go. So today's show is brought to us by Basics Swim. Oh, hang on—you have to have that facing around there. You've got to keep it going that way. Today's show is brought to us by Basics Swim and Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes. With style, you can get a bikini, you can get a one-piece, you can get a cover-up. Do you like a cover-up? Anybody? I got a big butt. I like to show it off. Okay. <laughs> you can get everything you need for beach and poolside at Basics Swim and Gym's brand-new store. It's next to the lingerie store. Basics underneath on Magazine Street between Whole Foods and Jefferson Avenue. Also, thanks very much to... Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product that's medically proven to prevent a hangover. Pretty handy information going into the holidays. You can go to the Hangover Destroyer website yourself right from where you are now. It's called hdestroyer.com. You can write happy hour in the coupon code. You'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, and you too can seize the dawn. Thank you to Hangover Destroyer and Basics Swim and Gym for making this last show of 2016 possible. It's all over. 2016, after we finish this conversation. Yeah. Andrew Duhon playing music in the background as a precursor to the fabulous country stylings of Victoria <laughs> Coy from the band, otherwise known as Victoria Coy. I should say yeah, the, the eponymous it. Victoria Coy band. The what? Eponymous, isn't that the, the pom- word? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's okay. Right. 
What are we doing? So this song is uh, one of my super basic ones. So I wanted to play a brand new one, but uh, instead we're going to do the Bonnie Raitt and John Prine, I think actually written by John Prine, Angel from Montgomery, tried and true. Oh, get your napkins. Somebody get your tissues. Yeah. What happened to my? Uh, I'm back. Thanks. That was beautiful. Thanks Victoria Coy and Andrew Juhan with backing Andrew, vocals by Maggie Kern. I managed to weasel stuff. out of guitar playing. Did you notice that? <laughs> wow, Andrew, right Andrew did it for you. That <laughs> yeah. was beautiful too. Nice playing as well, wasn't oh, yeah, it? Yeah, I fucked it up a couple Gorgeous. of times. Ah, yeah, who would know? Yeah. So Jay, you and I are so totally inadequate. Yeah, can't play a guitar or sing or anything. <laughs> Happy birthday is about it that's for me. You, you so can, that's the only one. You can line sing that, man. Not according to people that are in the room. No, not even. Okay, so we'll leave that out of it. Okay, so I did say, Andrew, are you going to play something for us today? 
I can, but you know, how much time do we have? Yeah. As much time as you want. It's the last show Five of the year. Minutes, we can, Andrew. We can oh, it's the last show here. of the year. God damn. It's the last show no, of the year. So we're going to go out with something pretty special. What are you thinking? Shit, I don't know. Well, I want to do what I always do and just play you something new. It's okay, not finished. So what it's just a draft here. Here we go. All right. This is exciting. Can I help you with the lyrics so I can get songwriting credit? Uh, tell you what, if you uh, help me out with the lyrics and then I don't give you songwriting credit, maybe we can uh, call it even for the streaming thing. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a plan. All right, great. Uh, so, uh, well, I tell you what, Grant, um, how about a departure from my usual sad bastard songs? This one's kind of a feel good. Maybe it's for the holidays. Maybe it's because I woke up one day, maybe a month or two ago, after certain political uh, things had happened, and I had the thought that, you know what, from now on, it's about deeds and not words. And, um, Anyway, I had that thought in my mind, but this is something I, I, I don't know, I've been working on for a while. Maybe I'm still working on it. For now, it goes like this. Word of love is just energy. Just like energy, it could neither be created or destroyed, but only passed on, transferred through the centuries. What would that mean for the love between you and me? What if it's all hand-me-down love? Ain't nothing new. What if it came from your great-grandmother to your grandmother to your mother to you? What if it's all tried and true love? Cause I've tried it new, but I've always been made a fool of. That's why I got to hand it to you. Who you gonna hand it on to? It's all hand me down, love. And I start thinking there just ain't enough. That's when I start to store it up. But all the more reason to spread it out, pass it on, and just believe it comes back around. Oh, you just got to trust that it's all hand-me-down love. It ain't nothing new. your great-grandmother to your grandmother to your mother to you it's all tried and true love i've tried it new but i've only been made a fool of that's why i got 
have to hand it to you, love. Now who you gonna hand it on? Who you gonna hand it on to, love? It's all hand me down, love. Thanks, y'all. Wow, Andrew, I think we're uh, I think we're going out on an all-time high here, don't mm-hmm. you? Oh, 2016. Okay. This is a pretty what, good man, musical. Yeah, nice little vibrant crowd, sure. musical. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> this has been a pretty. Even good the guy who didn't play music knows something about it. This yeah, is fun. He's in yeah. The music. <laughs> yeah, thank you for letting me be the least talented person at the table. <laughs> I really appreciate it. We don't know that you can make money for all these people here. I like that, that requires a lot of talent. <laughs> I think that is a fucking great song, Andrew. Thanks, that dude. One. He's awesome. one of the best songwriters. He isn't he? So oh simple, God. too. Thanks, He's Maggie. one of well, our greatest you know, uh, so songwriters. So I'll tell you sure. what, Maggie, sometimes, sometimes Grant will just put me on the spot like right away when somebody plays. He'll just say, what do you think, Andrew? And, you know, I'll, I'll usually have something prepared so I don't stutter and be like, oh, oh it was mm. good. It was good. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, you know, I was thinking, what would I say if he said something after you played? And I would say that there's a lot of subjectivity with art, but there are things sometimes that are undeniably great that you come across, and Maggie's voice is one of those mm-hmm. things. You know? Correct. Yeah. I think the same. About, I think the same about your songwriting as well, Andrew, Thanks, and, and your voice. Both of us. <laughs> I think, and your voice is awesome too. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for letting we've me had, play. We've had an trip. incredibly great musical day here today on Happy Hour. That's for sure. More drinks. Sober. Not for long. I gotta say, <laughs> looking back over this year and uh, the whole show, there is a lot of great stuff about the show, and you have interesting conversations with interesting people, and we meet all kinds of people to do all kinds of things. But there's nothing quite like when a musician sits down here at this little table, and we're all pretty much, as you can see on our Facebook live feed, if you want to go take a look, we're all pretty much shoulder to shoulder here, and you're really like looking right into somebody's eyes. When it's the, very to be intimate. Able to, it's very intimate to be able to sit there and play and and stare right into the eyes of the people who are looking at you. That's a really incredibly brave thing to do and to Mm. pull that off. It's very special. So, guys, thank you so much. Before we get out of here for 2016, shall I make Victoria tell us about her life with the pygmies? Real quick. It's got to be quick, though. (laughs) Yeah, Elevator pitch on the pygmies. You have to be very quick. So, shall I read you the sentence I got in this? Read it. That'll be much Here's the sentence I got. Here's the, here's the best story we're going to go out with on 2016. I couldn't do any better than this. I couldn't, you couldn't write better than this, even for your Hollywood movie that you wanted to put. Wow. This would be a good one for your song, too. God, I don't know about this is what it says. I unexpectedly found myself in Fiji, where I unexpectedly moved to a remote mountain village with no power or water, and where I unexpectedly fell in love. I opened the country's first rural women's crisis center and accessible food co-op. This led to my job in the Congo Basin, forest of Cameroon on behalf of the Canadian government, teaching female and pygmy entrepreneurs economic diversification skills. Wait, pygmy is not a gender. What do you mean female pygmy, and pygmy? Way to pick up on that. Yeah, so uh, pygmy actually is also a word that's not preferred. That's a little bit pejorative, but it's the easiest thing to say to Americans. Uh-huh. They're the well, Bagheli. Did you write that? I did, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. It's the easiest way to say it. They're the Bagheli ethnic group, but they are known as pygmies. They're the little yeah. people that live in the forest. Um, so we worked with subjugated communities. So women of the Bantu ethnicity, the majority ethnicity. This is in Cameroon, pygmies. which is a country in Africa. Yes. What I left out from that was that we were teaching them how to uh, do guinea pig husbandry. 
to raise guinea pigs. Get, oh, guinea right. pigs to yeah. fuck each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did that. Are you plenty. kidding me? Guinea, have you ever had a <laughs> well, guinea pig? I've had they don't need 600 guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> why would you have to teach happened, a guinea pig? <laughs> well, we were trying to teach the people how to raise them for food and sell them to restaurants. That was the big idea to diversify off of logging, right? And then what happened was I was like, yeah, good idea, guys. Where are we going to, how are we going to, oh, you mean that 600 guinea pigs are coming from the capital to my apartment? Great, but they're gender separated, right? No, but they don't eat their young, right? Yes. Great. Oh, my God. So I had carnage. Like, oh, my God. We would load Delivered up the truck. Delivered to your house? Yeah, I lived on the border of the forest, like the bush forest. Yeah. And so we'd load up the truck every day with, like, a bunch of guinea pigs and drive them out to our entrepreneurs in the bush. Right. And then we would just, like, toss the dead ones. We're just, like, throwing them out of... And I'm American, so I'm, like, cuddling one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. This one is Fred. Guinea <laughs> you know. pigs. Papa oh, my guinea. God. What do they taste like? Duh. It was... Yeah, in the training I went to, they only served guinea pig to eat. And I stormed out. I caused a, a huge fuss in a Are very you American say they, style. They taste like chicken. I never ate one. Did I got you, to. Did avoid you turn your back them. on the guinea pigs like you did on the uh, cartoons when you were five years old? I, I eventually did. I was like, get them out of my apartment. They're all dead and eating each other. This is the worst. So, but a couple of the pygmy families really raised like a little herd of. And they, they were able to make money by selling them to the, uh, restaurants of all places. But so if you're a pygmy, do you, do you only eat a small amount of food? Uh, yeah, well, I know that's a, a, a hoo-ha question, but... Well, not really. I mean, is a, is a guinea pig going to fill you up if you're a pygmy? Well, they eat monkeys. Or do they, they have the same size stomach monkeys. as an ordinary? So they eat monkeys. Yeah. I yeah. ate a horse once. You ate a horse? I've mm-hmm. had a horse. In yeah. Basque Country. Yeah, they eat right. horses. It was it was delicious, and I'm sorry if that offends anybody. But <laughs> yeah. I would never do it in America, obviously. But when in well, Rome, you can't mm-hmm. do it in America. No, which no, makes no, no. Not sense. allowed to eat horses. No. And that's why the cheese over in Europe is so much better too. Because the cheese, the yeah. FDA that's got right. in the way. That's right. The cheese is better because of you can eat horses. Well, Oopsie. Okay, that's the end of our show. Let's talk about foods that I'd really like to take. I'm going to give a mad props to pasteurization. Hang on. What is the connection between uh, being able to eat a horse and good cheese? So pasteurization, which is required. Because you've got pasteurization. What do you mean by that? You don't have to pasteurize cheese in Europe. And you have to pasteurize it here. No, which gives, so which gives you those kills the bacteria. runny, stinky oh, cheese. Yeah. It does give you the full runny, stinky. So I have true. a cheese phobia. Fun fact. Means Whoa. you can't wow. eat cheese? I don't eat cheese. You can't look at it even. I friggin' hate cheese. Even, friggin hate cheese. even cheese is like name number safe, four. I have two like safe foods. No, no, no. I have two safe cheese foods. But what are Pizza. Pizza and macaroni and craft macaroni and cheese. Because it's well, no real it's cheese. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah. <laughs> Can you eat you any pizza or just credit. Domino's that has no actual food in it? I've never ordered from Domino's. <laughs> so what kind of a cheese can you eat on a pizza? Why would pizza cheese be different? It's not. It's just all up here, buddy. Are you serious? <laughs> You're that crazy that you can eat cheese At on a pizza? At least you know that. I hate cheese. You just don't like it? I think it's disgusting. Oh, well, okay. Okay. You don't prefer like to be served on a bread triangle, you know, than it were. Or square. Yeah. Because of Ooh, four no, sides, Sicilian, it has no four, Sicilian. It has four sides. But so. you, you can you can position the square so it looks like a triangle going in. Not really. Just point that corner right at you. That would be a diamond. Yeah, but you, you like you. Yeah. I don't know. You'd have to show, <laughs> do it on a piece of paper. But we could do it on this. Anyway, you can eat. You can eat cheese if it's on a pizza, but you can't eat cheese like. No, it's not that I can't or cannot. It's that I don't want to. And your position on guinea pig, 
That's really How's where your position on getting like, pig, that's, though? That's what we're trying to figure out. Okay. Steamed in banana leaves. Steamed in banana leaves. But they keep so the head take... on the top. Huh? Oh! Another good band named Guinea Pygmies. Guinea Pygmies. Very good. So they eat a whole guinea pig, like in a poor boy style, or do you have it on rice? No, yeah, on rice, right, and steamed in banana leaves. Steamed. And then they have this random thing they call bush meat, and I never could figure out what animal that is, but Oof, it's, it's probably like that animal. big and rat-like. Oh, it's yeah. like a nutria. Uh, yeah, it's some gargantuan nutria. Oof. And big rodents on these islands. When you're out in the bush. Oh, this wasn't Fiji. This was Cameroon. But when you're out in the bush, that's all they have for protein is like, well, gorilla, elephant, bush meat, whatever the hell that was. And bush meat. How do you steam a guinea pig? In a banana leaf. In a banana leaf. Yeah, but then what's the implement? Yeah, like a little, and then right. you steam it. Oh, what do you steam it in, though? In a pot? Like in a steamer? Like a vegetable steamer? What I don't know. I never got to cook them. You never? Did you, you ate one? No, they kept trying to you give never them to me. As the visitor, I, I would you get, they would give me the best guinea pig. And I was like, oh, it's so nice. What did you eat while you were in Cameroon? Not much. <laughs> did you lose a lot of weight? No, one would think. What they do have that I was familiar with was mayonnaise. So I ate, like, mostly mayonnaise. <laughs> so if you slather like mayonnaise that, on your guinea pig. That's what I want. I just want that. <laughs> Where'd they get the mayo from? What, what brand was it? They were a French it? colony, you know, so. The French are big on mayo? The French are huge on mayo. Somebody help me out. Who grew yeah. up in New Orleans and dipped and the mayonnaise with the, with the ketchup? Oh, sure, yeah. Right? That's I called didn't know cocktail that was a sauce thing. here. It's a it? French thing. Oh. It's a French thing. Cocktail yeah. sauce. That would, well, you, uh, you, might, you might call it a... Sorry, what we, I will go at six. Well, well you would you say a, that's kind of like you poor, poor man's... Uh, you're tired? Poor man's um, Thousand Island. Uh, six a.m.? Poor man's Thousand no, Island. No, 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 that's exactly yeah. right. No, there's a French word for that, that kind of tomato-based sauce that we put on. Ramelade, right? Yeah, right. Sort of Yeah, the French love them some mayonnaise. So the French colonies are big on it. Maggie, how old's your puppy? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Jeez. He's oh, very wow. young. Oh, my God. So amazing. What Jeez sort of a dog is he or she? He's a golden doodle, yes. I'm one of those people that went out and got... Went all and bought, I bought a designer nice. dog. So I know, I know. And the uh, horse meat. I know. I don't know. He's going to have a field day with One me. of my favorite dogs in the whole world is a golden doodle, Otis. Yeah. Do you, do you want to meet Otis? I would love to. He's great. We're, I love to What's your dog's name? Tom. Tom and yeah. Otis. That sounds like a... Like, Made in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like they'll have adventures and there will be sitcoms about it. I love introducing him to bigger golden doodles. Well, like I think you have to wait a few weeks until you're allowed to introduce them, right? You have to wait till they've had their shots or something. Yeah, Tim Weeks is, I think, still too young for all the shots. No, he, he gets weeks. his second round on Monday. But That's it, yeah. I, I let him associate with my friend's dogs. All right. It's good puppy socialization. It's good socialization? I take classes at the Bark Market. It's really cute. <laughs> the Bark Market? The Bark Market. Where's that? Why isn't it just the Bark It? The Barkit? Oh. You're on a roll today. <laughs> they, they missed that one. That was good. That's yeah. what I do. That's yeah. good stuff. God dang it. Band right names, what was the whole thing. Yeah. Guinea Pygmy yeah. is probably a good one. I think Guinea Pygmy we might have to use in our you, Can I Can I tell time. you about my favorite slogan? Or well, Yeah, we'd call that a slogan that I've seen on a sign in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. It's part of the French Quarter Veterinary. Uh, it says, yeah. it just says, come, period, stay, period, heal, period. Oh, just a little veterinary. Does anybody remember Come, Wagner's stay, meat? Heal. Remember their slogan? Can't beat Wagner's meat. Wagner's meat. Yeah, you know. Can't yeah. What made you think of little little That was your favorite New Orleans. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Wasn't related Come to eating. Come stay heal, y'all. awesome. Come on. Come stay heal is also pretty yeah. good. Johnson's yeah. furniture. Did y'all ever see the commercial? No. Which one was that? Never mind. I'm a Shreveport. Oh, that was a Shreveport company. What was the commercial? My favorite commercial was Diesel Driving Academy. Did y'all have that commercial? Oh, that is great. Yes. Call one eight hundred five five five. 
Diesel Driving Academy. No? This must be yes. a thing that you grew well, up with because it doesn't do a whole lot. We've had other people, uh, we've had other people on the show say that too. I hope that Chris Boyd, that Chris audio Boyd. gets rediscovered. Do you know Chris Boyd from Aptitude? He's, a, he's an app Chris, designer. Chris said that. Chris yeah, Boyd from Aptitude sense, yeah. sang that commercial. Really? On the show at about 100 decibels, though, at full blast. It was great. You, can you want to talk about Chris the power of music? That's exactly it. Diesel Jingle. Driving Academy right Those there. Of, Listen, yeah. stick with you Alison Moon is, is, our, is our photographer, and she's delivering us the Christmas bark Aww. for the year. Our annual Alison, made, Alison Moon handmade Christmas bark. It's with delicious. I've already tried chocolate it. Chocolate and peppermint. It's awesome. I love awesome. that she Thank brought all the so snacks much. from home. It's mm. Okay, we, we've, got to, we've got to go, and Merry Christmas especially to Merry, Christi- Christina holiday. Walsh from Hands-On Therapy. Yeah. If you need to get your back taken I care do. of. I do. Okay, give her a call. Guys, this has been, it's all over for 2016. Ooh, it's been God. quite Good a great riddance. year down here. We've had our fabulous right? Facebook Live was inaugurated in 2016. Oh, we Facebook Live? Yeah, we've been that. on Facebook Live the whole show. You can go oh. back and look at yourself. Oh. And wish, <laughs> wish you'd worn that other jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> like, didn't I turn around and take a selfie at some point? It's all up on the internet forever now. I've gone Victoria Coy, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. Jamie Gez, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. And the great Maggie Kerner has been here as well. It's been a great happy hour. Thanks very much, everybody. That's it. It's all over for 2016. We'll be back here in a week or two for the 2017 and beyond. For more happy hour, the producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our music director is Christian Unruh, and our music producer is Jean Valois. Thomas Walsh is our technical director, and our live feed directors on Facebook Live are Asher Griffith and Grayson Jernigan. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show in 2017 or beyond, and you can stay upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com, where you can also find many other hours of happy hour to entertain yourself with, as well as some other shows that we make here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, true to the game with the hilarious Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, the podcast about death, simply called Death the Podcast, with psychologist Dr. Arian Alfant, questions from the waiting room with psychiatrist Nick Pajic, and many more besides. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well, including Instagram and all of it. We're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page and Instagram. The photos are taken today by Alison Moon, who also made the peppermint bark. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you very much for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you can, to stop everything and rate and review us. That helps other people find us. It really does. Our show is recorded live today at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every day and an awesome brunch on the weekends. Coming down and check it out. It's right near Napoleon Avenue. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everybody around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting. Thank you much, so much for joining us for the whole of 2016. And way before, there's five years of previous shows to listen to if you'd like. Come back and see us. We're back here in a week or two. Have a great holiday. We'll see you back here next time on Happy Hour. <laughs>